The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. It's another exciting edition of the Federal Football Report on the Federal News Network. I am Kevin Stanfield. He's Claude Jennings on a top-secret remote assignment. And you know what, man? We've both been on, like, top-secret assignments as of late. We're going to have to have a whole show just to to, uh, let the fans know about our worldwide travels. Here's what's crazy, Kevin, uh, is the first week we did the show in studio, second week, uh, it was me, you were on an international assignment. Third week, you were in studio, I was on an international assignment. This assignment here is, uh, is a domestic one. Okay, um, yeah. I am on a top secret assignment. I am searching for hearts. Mm. Um, I'm searching for a game plan. Uh, I'm searching for, for just want to, the will to play football, and I'm going to bring it down to Ashburn once I find it, because the team is missing something. Something, something. You know, interesting. Actually, all all we have to do is just like take the the tapes of the last five shows of last year, <laughs> and then the, the segments that we did, because it hasn't changed. <laughs> nothing has changed. Absolutely, nothing has changed. Nothing is changing, Kevin. You know what's even more disturbing than that? You can take the last five shows of last year, but honestly, you could probably take the last four seasons of the show and just repeat it this season because it's the same story. A team offensively where we have no clue what the identity is, a team offensively that seems to refuse to run the ball, uh, a, a, a coach that seems to be uh, uh, able to make, uh, unable to make adjustments when adjustments are needed, um, still don't know what's going on even you know, at, at the quarterback position. It's, it's, it's the same it's the same song, and it, you know, it's, it's like Tony Braxton once said: "It's another sad love song, man." And that's what the fans are going through this season. They're going through another sad love song with this team. And to be honest with you, I, I ran out of possible reasons or, or possible ways that things can turn around. I don't know what to do. Um, I hope nobody's listening to this show, hoping, thinking that we would like. I can diagnose the problem, but. It's, it's, it's organizational-wise. I mean, we can get down into it, Kevin, and we can break down the game. By the way, the Redskins fought an 0-4 uh, after a 24-3 loss to uh, Daniel Jones and the New York Giants, and we can, we can break the game down. But I'll be honest with you, I feel as if breaking the game down is useless at this point. <laughs> what difference does it make how they lost? They lost again. Game's and, broken. <laughs> to be honest with you, they got the New England Patriots coming to town this Sunday, and they're going to lose again. Like, and so it doesn't matter how they lose. The problem is the team is stuck in a losing culture, and, 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 and there's got to be big shake-up. And I'm not even talking about players. I, I, here's what I believe. I believe you can take the same cast of characters. You can take this same team. Uh, uh, and, and don't make a switch at quarterback. Keep Case Keenan there. You can take this same team, and this team would not be 0-4. Wouldn't be 0-4. I could do it. I could do it easily. <laughs> I mean, but here's the problem. You know, I know a lot of people follow us on uh, Twitter, and if you look at, um, you know, 
at Stanfield Kevin early in the season, uh, before the season started, I, I tweeted, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't mind tooting my own horn because that's the best sounding instrument in the room right now. I tweeted the clinical definition of insanity was rehiring Jay Gruden as your coach and expecting a different result. <laughs> you know, so we're exactly. not, who out there is surprised about anything that's happened? Who Who's out there? Exactly. But, no, I was going to say, it, it reached an all-time low yesterday because, as, as everyone knows by now, uh, the, the, the team fell behind 14 nothing to rookie Daniel Jones and the New York Giants in the Meadowlands. Uh, Case Keenan missed uh, a wide-open uh, Trey Quinn a couple of times down the middle on the deep ball. He should have you know, put a little air under it. But at that point, the coach decided, oh, you know, all bets are off. I'm putting... Uh, Dwayne Haskins in the game. The same Dwayne Haskins mm-hmm. who he said the week before was not ready. And, 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 he, and to coach's credit, at least he knows something that way because he wasn't ready. So at least at least he knows a little bit something. Because here, here's the, 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 the crazy thing about putting in Haskins at that point. And there's just so much to break down. But here's, here's the ridiculous thing about putting Haskins in at that point. We have no reason to believe that that Dwayne Haskins has taken any snaps with the first team. None. We have no reason to believe that he's done anything other than scout team work. Right. We have no reason to believe that he was ready for any snaps on Sunday. Yet you still put him in the game. And he proceeds to, to look like a player who we all knew was not ready to play. He was not ready to get in there. This and 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 and, and, and uh, from what I've been hearing around town, even with some fans and even some of the media in the DC DMV who, who seems to know what they're talking about, no one and rightly so is 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 using this as kind of like a, a casting aspersions on the type of quarterback they believe Dwayne Haskins will be. Everybody seems to think that this is Jay Gruden's fault as bad as he as, as Haskins played against the Giants because he just wasn't ready to play. You didn't set him up to be successful. You set him up to fail. Well, here's the problem with this whole thing. First of all, the score was only 14 nothing. And how many times in this league do you see quarterbacks have a bad first half and then they go inside the locker room at halftime, make some adjustments, and come come back. Case Keenum did not deserve that. <laughs> that first first first. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Wait a minute, Kevin. I'm sorry, Kevin. Wait a minute. You just said a word. You said adjustment. Yeah, and that's true, that's true. this team usually doesn't make adjustments. But the quarterback. I mean, but you're right. I mean, how many times does a guy go in, stinks it up in the first half, he comes out and blazes it in the in, in, in the second half? And by the way, Daniel Jones looked great for the first two or three drives, and then after that. He looked, he looked like a rookie quarterback like a rookie trying to find his way. There was no reason to think that Daniel Jones was going to close the door on the Redskins. You know who closed the door on the Redskins? The Redskins closed the door on the Redskins. But making a bonehead desperation move in a situation that wasn't desperate. Now, here's the thing. You're listening to the show this week. You hear a totally different Claude Jennings. Last week, I said, listen, the Redskins opened against the Eagles. They opened against the Cowboys. They opened against the Bears. There's a real legit, you know, realistic – notion after seeing that schedule to open up the season that they could start 0-3. You could look at that and say, if anyone thought that the team was going to start 3-0, you're delusional. If you thought 1-2, I can understand that because you can grab an early win against the Eagles maybe or maybe get one against the Cowboys and I think maybe even get one against the Bears because I think that they're overrated and Mitchell Trubisky I don't think is a good quarterback. So I could see 0-3 and and I could see 1-2. So I didn't think it was a reason to panic uh, the first three weeks. But the effort and the lack of coaching that was shown against the Giants, yeah, now is the time to, 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 to panic. 
uh, and potentially think that maybe the season is probably over after the first four weeks. And that's sad to say. That's yeah. sad to say. Here's, here's the thing. Now, um, this coach who claimed when the conversation was directed towards him that, that Haskins should play or shouldn't play, and he never came out and said he wasn't ready, but he's he – Gave every indication that he wasn't ready. I mean, the the, the conversation turned to Colt McCoy for God's sake, you know. But but here's the thing: uh, the, the the quarterback who you have given every indication was not ready. You put him in the game now. That, now to me, that that showed one of two things: that showed that he panicked. And 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 the fact that his brilliant game plan that that Case Keenum did not execute you wanted to you 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 were being vindictive and you wanted to showcase kingdom that anybody can run this even a guy that hadn't had any snaps or you wanted <laughs> to be vindictive and you wanted to show the the world whoever was calling for 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 uh Dwayne to come in that he wasn't ready either way right. it had nothing to do with the game of football it had nothing to do with winning the game why is this man still coaching this team? Well, I cannot understand this. This was not, this was, I could think of plenty of adjectives, but we're on a family radio show that we can't use to describe what kind of move this was. And, and, and you know what? We haven't even discussed the defense yet. But, but, okay. Oh, goodness. No, we haven't discussed the defense yet. But you, but you hit the nail on the head. But, but not only were all the reasons for putting Dwayne Haskins in all bad, but now think about the result, the result of it. Now, what are you now? Now, are you going to go back to another quarterback and, and, and sit Haskins? Who knows after those three interceptions what kind of uh, psychological uh, uh, damage you could have done to the young quarterback, or even to the confidence of the team, or anyone else may have in this guy. Um, uh, but then also, Jake Gruden kind of shot himself in the foot because with the season being as bad as it is, the one saving grace he could have from not being fired is give me a chance with this quarterback. He wasn't ready last year. Let me play him uh, this upcoming season. Uh, but he took that away from himself. Hey, he, you know what? He doesn't deserve Dwayne Haskins. He, he is so locked into what he, he's doing. But And, you know, the strangest thing, man, I got this sense of deja vu all over again. When he first got here, there was a situation between him and some quarterbacks, one named Robert Griffin, the other one named mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. right? And right. he was determined that this guy, one guy, could not run his offense, could not, it just wasn't right for his offense, so much so that he made him the third-string quarterback, didn't even dress him for some games, right, you know, and then this third-string guy, he just stood on the sidelines, kept his mouth shut, tried to be a good teammate. Now, I'm looking up, as we're talking, uh, the tweet that uh, Dwayne Haskins had after the game, and here it goes, it says, uh, it rains and pours, but the sun will eventually shine. Whatever it takes, that's my word. More fuel to the fire. Don't be a fan later. To me, that was him saying, "Okay, had a bad game. It's up to me to make it better, right? <laughs> you know, don't you know? Don't bail on me now. I got some good stuff to come, which is a good attitude to have, right? You can't get down on yourself because he knows the team is lousy. He knows that he wasn't playing defense, <laughs> right? You know, he missed some stuff, right. but Case missed some stuff, right? And you know, and if he looks at it objectively, this is the fourteenth. Other than high school football game, this kid has played. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, so, right, so he right. had the sky is the limit for this kid. He's making a million dollars for playing a kid's game, and he's a kid. Of course, and and yeah. if, he, if he's wise, somebody's telling him, "Don't worry about it. this. Coach won't be with you next year." I told people last week, <laughs> if, if I'm Dwayne Haskins 
before this game, if I'm Dwayne Haskins, I'm staying as far away from Gruden on the sideline as possible because I know <laughs> that this is going to happen. When you know when when he looked for him, he should have gone to that little fold up tent that they use when they have injuries. <laughs> he should have hidden his head. No, I don't want no part of Yeah, I don't want no part of this, right? Because I know what's happening, right? But you know what? I believe in this kid, and I believe that if they're foolish enough. I said foolish enough to start him against the Patriots. I think he's going to show mm-hmm. some people something. I really do. I think that mm-hmm. I think that uh, Belichick will underestimate him. I remember a rookie named Deshaun Watson going to New England, and it, had, it took a, 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 a Tom Brady performance out of Tom Brady for the Patriots to beat the Texans that day. So a rookie can do it. Mm-hmm. A rookie can do it. It, it just depends if he's given the, the opportunity and the, and the weapons. Absolutely. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, one, you know, you talk about the uh, Dwayne Haskins and, you know, it's going to prove something that some people may uh, at some point, maybe against the Patriots. One person who doesn't have to prove anything to anybody, but yet the coach treats him as if he has to prove everything to him is Adrian Peterson. I'm trying to figure out where in the world or how in the world, what kind of game plan do you have? What kind of offensive strategy do you have when you have a Hall of Famer, uh, when you have, um, uh, 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 a guy who is a, a pro bowler and all pro, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer, former league MVP, who still has plenty left in the tank. He was your team's offensive MVP of last year, rushed over a thousand yards, and now you act like you don't want to give him the ball. And my thing is this: okay, when you got a rookie quarterback in there, what do you do? Maybe run the ball, get get into a rhythm or something like that. Even with Case Keenum, you talk about well, his foot was kind of sore; he wasn't really under. Well, why aren't you running the ball a little bit more? Adrian Peterson, every time he touched the ball, he had good pop. He was moving the pile. He was getting – like, I'm trying to figure out what is it that Gruden has against AP. I don't – it's probably that relationship he has with Trent Williams. Yeah. But that, and that's a whole other story. Why in the world – listen, there's so many things. This is what I'm thinking. It's, it's organizational. It's right. Like, why, why are you holding on to Trent? This is the this is the untold story about the Kirk Cousins saga. Is the fact that you'd rather play chicken with Kirk Cousins and and still end up paying him millions, millions and millions of dollars uh, when you franchise tag him. You'd rather play that game of chicken than to trade him when you can get something back for him. And you're doing the same thing with Trent Williams, just a, another shade of the same game, where you'd rather hold on to him, let him hold out. He's losing money. He's losing money. When you could literally just trade him, send him somewhere else and get some value for him while you can. You refuse to do it. And I'm trying to figure out now, why in the world won't you play Adrian Peterson? Why isn't he getting more carries? What is this? Well, what is this? You're talking You're talking like like reasonably, and that's the problem, because that's what we do <laughs> here on the Federal Football Report on the Federal News Network. Hey, look, I th- here's what we should do real quick, because uh, we got time restraints. Okay. We want to get our uh, Giants insider uh Rodney Henderson on. I'm sure that he's been wanting to talk to us ever since kickoff. And uh, so tell you what, let's I, won't, take... I won't be on for that segment. Oh uh, well, well, lucky you. But <laughs> so we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and discuss the defense. This is the Federal Football Report, part of the Federal News Network. Finally, there's a sports show that speaks directly to you, the federal workforce. It's the Federal Football Report. We'll examine both the upcoming GSA and NFL schedules. Will the virtualization of the quarterback server enable him to develop connectivity with his new acquisitions? Will the end users be properly positioned to receive the big data? Can offensive line cybersecurity prevent defensive incursions? Will the new management be FedRAMP approved and able to make the key procurement? Don't be the fan that's stuck in the cloud. Tune in to the Federal Football Report, coming soon to Federal News Radio. 
It's the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. Claude Jennings, Kevin Stanfield, dissecting. Can you dissect? That's what you do with a cadaver in medical school. You dissect something that's dead, right? You know. So we're just, oh yeah, that, well that's what we're doing today. Yeah, yeah we're cutting it up. We're cutting them up. I, I, I think I texted you yesterday. Said we're gonna, we got to record the show so we can kill something that's already dead, right? So we uh, we right. we, we sufficiently kill the offense. So let's kill the defense. And I want to set this up by saying Nuts. Uh, I, I watched the end of the a great football game yesterday, Kansas City and Detroit. Great football game uh, with an a, a aging veteran and Matthew Stafford, the up and coming of Patrick Mahomes. But that wasn't, you know, Kansas City won the game and, and Detroit had an opportunity for a Hail Mary at the end of the game. At the end of the game, in the end zone during the Hail Mary, I looked at a couple of Kansas City players, Kendall Fuller and Brashad Breeland. Oh, yeah, they used to be on a team. They used to be on the local team. Used to be on the local team, right? (laughs) Apparently the the local team did not think that they were good enough to be with him. Fuller was part of the Alex Smith trade. And didn't – well, yeah, well, didn't Bashad Breeland also run back a fumble or something like that, 89 yards or something ridiculous? I believe so, yes, yes. I mean, it was a contribution, a major contribution to a a contending team. And uh, But he wasn't good enough to play on this team as as Preston Smith, who was making big waves in Green Bay and just like he might be close mm-hmm. to a lead, lead, leader in sacks. He's he's um, oh. he's a focal point when they when they highlight the Green Bay defense, right, and the, uh, the turnaround mm-hmm. up there, right? But as far as the defense here, um, we got a, a coach. <laughs> I can't figure it out. Th- this team is like in the bottom three on – Defensive third down percentage. That means that the other team, 83% of the times they have a third down, they're going to get it. Maybe 83% is an exaggeration. I think it's more like 68%, which is not an exaggeration. But it feels like 83. Yeah, but it yeah. feels like 83. It's a 50-50 chance, basically, right? And, and, and it's it, if you underperform like that in any other, uh, except for being a, a meteorologist, right? If you underperform like that right. in any other field, <laughs> you don't keep your job. This is a guy, and I don't know, Mr. Minuski. I'm sure that we probably hang out, have a root beer together or something, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps why not? not? Yeah, but I know as a football guy, they brought other people in to interview for his job last year and had him sit in the interviews. What right. in the world is right. going on here? What in the world? And the talent. Again, Kevin, listen, you're, again, you said this to me last segment. I'm going to say it to you this segment. You're thinking like a reasonable person. <laughs> uh, uh, it, that, is, that is the definition of organizational dysfunction. Uh, well, maybe not the, it's not the literal definition, obviously, but it is an example of organization. To have a man in the interview process, for his own job, and he's sitting there in the room. Like, what are you talking about? He and, and again, he was not even the first choice by the team to even run the defense. They kind of, after all the other guys they wanted to didn't work out, they bring him back. And it's like, again, it's not a talent thing. You know how you know it's not a talent thing for the same reasons you brought up uh, 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 just moments ago yeah, really when you're highlighting fun. all these former players who are going elsewhere and they are balling. Because it's not a talent thing. Because the boys can play. It's to me. It's why you look at camp and you look at training camp and preseason, and you go down to Richmond, and it looks like this team can make some noise. And every season, it seems like it's going to be a good season, or things are looking up. Because when 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 the coaches can't screw it up, the players look good on the field, and they look like they know what they're doing. But the minute you start scheming, and the minute they start listening to what the coaches are telling them, and the minute they got a game plan. No one knows what to do. It's, it's, it's incredible. Now, I'm going to mention a name to you, and I'm sure Rodney will tell you all about it and where it was from and what he had for breakfast. Wayne Gallman Jr. 
Now, we, when mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley went down, everyone said, ooh, ah, we got a chance, we got a chance. Everybody ex- except the Giants, right? Because they, they right. seem to th- 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 think this was a next man up opportunity. And they probably got in the meetings and said, oh, this is the Redskins defense. We know exactly what we want to do with them. We just run hard. It got so bad. I look at, I'm looking at Daniel Jones stats yesterday. Not the passing stats, the rushing stats. Daniel Jones had mm-hmm. five rushes. For 33 yards, he averaged 6.6. The large, longest run he had was 16 yards. And you know what that yard, that, that run was? It was when they had him at third and 15. Wow. When they needed him to get anything other than 16, yeah, they gave him 16. That's what they get, exactly. Well, they have, they have a, a, a reputation to uphold, right? They gotta keep up that average of allowing yeah, well, again, 68% of the third down you, completion. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about that just a, a, a moment ago. You know, but let 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 let's not let not let that point that you just made not too long ago pass. Saquon Barkley did not play. No, he did not. The 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 the, 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 the he, and he's probably the best, if not the best running back, the second best running back. He's either one or two in the league, and he didn't even play. And you're starting a rookie quarterback again. This listen, we talk about this all the time. When you're in the league, you're in the league. You're an elite player. It ain't about talent, and this is it ain't about talent on the Redskins. You, you mean to tell me that you think Daniel Jones, even right now, is is is, is better from a, just a pure talent or raw talent standpoint than Case Keenum? Maybe so physically, but from experience standpoint, no, no way in the world. You mean to tell me whatever running back they can throw up there, other than Saquon Barkley, is better than Adrian Peterson? I think not. <laughs> Yet these guys performed. It ain't talent. It's coaching. It's the organization. This organization is bad. This organization is rotten. And there's nothing you can – I mean, I'm talking about from owner to GM to coaches, everybody got to go. They got to go. Hey, listen, not even players. No, go to some of the coaches that have been here and how they've moved on and have found success elsewhere. Yes, yes, yes. The organization yes. is not ran in a way that breeds success. It's ran in a way that breeds dysfunction. That's what it is. You have, you know, sometimes it, there, there may be somebody listening right now, and maybe it's not them because we've got great people who listen to this show. That's right. But maybe they're related to somebody who's in this, uh, uh, a continuing dysfunctional relationship. And they're so used to the, the uh, dysfunction, the person who's in the relationship, that they don't even think that I could just end this and leave the relationship. And and, and, that, and that's what it is. You, so, you, you, you get all this dysfunction that you're just so used to the dysfunction that all of a sudden dysfunction becomes normal. We have to make sure here on the Federal Football Report yeah. that we do not let the Washington Redskins fan base get used to dysfunction we do not condone this kind of action from, from the organization <laughs> and we demand better That's we right. will not put up with dysfunction yeah and one more thing too one more thing before we move on and change subjects one more group of people that we could fire if we wanted to are our are, are fans because you looked at the fans you looked at, <laughs> look at those stands in the Meadowlands. Look! Look mm-hmm. at those stands. Mm-hmm. Those they start a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Their number one mm-hmm. MVP type running back was gone, but those stands were full. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Redskins mm-hmm. fans. I'm just saying. All right, you know we can. No, that's true. That's yeah, true. I'm just saying. You know we got to stop gotta, giving teams a home. Stop giving right. teams a home field advantage at FedEx right. Field. If stop we it. lose, stop it, guys. If we lose, it won't be because of the fan base. We declare that right here, right now. All right, it's time to move on. Let's get. Get this bad taste. Yeah, let's move on to fake news. Yeah, let's move on to fake news. And this is America's favorite favorite uh, (laughs) segment here. Fake news and not. I guess Kevin's three statements. He lets me know whether it's fake news um, or not. Statement number one: Jay Gruden will be fired before the season is out. Fake news or not? 
Oh gosh, <laughs> we, we, uh, we can't dream, can we? Can I mean I wish no ill willingness, Jake Gruden, but it's time to move on. It's time to move on. His that movie pulled yesterday that shows that his head and his heart is not in the game, doesn't belong here. It's time to move on. He said, you know, in the words of Morris Day, we loved you, but you got to go. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that, go. that is you know what? news. <laughs> I feel like he's trying to get fired. He wants to go work for his brother over there in Oakland. Um, as, as, as fake news or not, statement number two, Trent Williams will be traded before uh, week eight, halfway through the season, fake news or not. I would say that that's um, fake news. I would say I don't give them okay. enough credit to be able to do that. I think the, the people who want to do that <laughs> or who have enough wherewithal to know that they should have done it by now, I, I'm not willing to do it. I think it's a matter of ego now. There's not... You know, I, how often do you hear somebody say, we made a mistake? We, we just, you just don't hear that from out there, right? It's our way is wrong. Our way is right. And if, if something wrong happens, there are contributing factors. It can't be the fact that we were wrong. It's got to be something else. So right. no, that's fake news. He won't be traded. He'll be here. He might be co-hosting the show at the end of the season. <laughs> he, he's not <laughs> that would going to be great. Away. Hey, Trent, I, if you're listening, man. You yeah. know, come on by. You know, we'd That's love right. to have you. We love you. We love you. Right. And we got our own medical oh, staff. Oh, fake news or yeah. not. That's right. You know, like, absolutely. And we'll treat you right. It's fake right. news or not statement number three, uh, last uh, uh, statement. There will be a rally at FedEx Field this coming Sunday. The Washington Redskins will show up. They will play hard and maybe keep it close or perhaps even beat the Patriots. The fans will show up. We're just going to. Uh, uh, gather around and get good energy around this team and just going to show up Sunday like real fans and a real team would. Fake news or not. There's a 50-50 chance of that being news as a 50-50 chance of this being fake news. <laughs> the determining factor, let me tell you why. I really believe this. I really believe this. If tomorrow, before someone asks him, if Jay Gruden comes up, gets on the radio, and calls somebody, like he would call us, but we're not here, right? He might call a good friend, uh, Doc Walker. He might call Al Galdi, Kevin mm-hmm. Sheehan, one of our good friends. He might mm-hmm. even call our good friend, Tony Kornheiser, or Andy Poland, and say, look, I've decided, mm-hmm. I decided I'm going to start Dwayne Haskins. If he comes out with that early and gives the fan base mm-hmm. something to rally behind and gives Dwayne some mm-hmm. a chance to succeed and give a little bit of hope to the fan base, mm-hmm. I believe you'll see something special out there on Sunday. If he if he does the same old thing, that's just total fake news, and I'll I'll have a stand somewhere out there on lot C with uh, selling Patriot jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it—a classic edition of fake news or not uh, on uh, you know the Federal Football Report. Kevin, that was fun, man. Uh, right. Listen, I won't be able to stick around for Rodney, but you got to tell him hey for me. Let him know. Tell him I said, take it easy on you. Let him know I'm, I love him, man. Oh, okay. Of course, of course, of course. This is one of uh, several visits by Rodney Henderson this year. Uh, maybe in the playoffs will be our, our, our last visit with him. But, uh, yeah, he, Rodney be joining us <laughs> next. And, and Clark, next week, uh, win or lose next week, you know, Rodney is next. So next week, we're going to do the international edition of the Federal Football Report on We have Disney. to. Well, we have because to. we may not have much football to talk about. So we'll talk <laughs> about our crap. Well, we do have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. Okay. Rodney Henderson coming up next on the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. 
Finally, there's a sports show that speaks directly to you, the federal workforce. It's the Federal Football Report. We'll examine both the upcoming GSA and NFL schedules. Will the virtualization of the quarterback server enable him to develop a connectivity with his new acquisitions? Will the end users be properly positioned to receive the big data? Can offensive line cybersecurity prevent defensive incursions? Will the new management be FedRAMP approved and able to make the key procurement? Don't be the fan that's stuck in the cloud. Tune in to the Federal Football Report, coming soon to Federal News Radio. We're back on the Federal Football Report on the Federal News Network. And as promised, our Giants insider, Rodney Henderson, joins us. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, Claude being Mr. Radio had another top secret engagement that he had to take care of. And he was really upset that he couldn't be here because he had so many questions to ask Rodney. So I'm going to try to ask my question and his, too. So first question is, how did you guys pull this off without Saquon Barkley? I mean, he's the best running back in the league, you know, questionably. I mean, he's in, definitely in the top three, and it should have been a letdown. So what happened? What did you do to convince this team that they could win without Saquon? Well, this had to believe in a rookie that everybody uh, doubted during the draft, even even myself. We just believe in Daniel Jones to uh, to come and uh, help us out to uh, if 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 he couldn't um, pass the ball like uh, Eli and Eli couldn't run, so we allow uh, we we was relying on Daniel Jones to run. So we 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 want to use the, the young legs and the the youth, the uh, the spark, the life into the Giants organization and the team to rally rally around Daniel Jones. So that, that's what that's the whole that's the whole thing. We we're gonna rally around Danny Dime, DJ, as we call him. <laughs> hey, look now. I remember uh, uh, texting you during the preseason when the first time because I didn't really you know pay attention to Daniel Jones in college and. And I, I've seen the, the the New York fans boo like great players, right? So that that didn't bother me at all either. But when I saw him right. in the preseason, and I remember texting you, I remember vividly, who whenever he got in the game, I believe it was, it was the second quarter of some game, he was six for six with a touchdown pass, <laughs> and that that impressed me. I said, you know, no, no matter if it's preseason or not. There's still guys there trying to take your head off, and he made the right reads, the right passes, completed the passes. I mean, it weren't, you know, they were great passes, and he threw a touchdown pass. So I knew the Giants had something there. It was just a matter of of when they decided to make the move. Now you got, you know, a, 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 a maybe a future Hall of Fame, uh, Famer in Eli. And, and what what was the general reaction when the when the the team decided to make that move to to go with the young guy? It, it, well, it seems like the the, um, the team is um, fully supported because I think the locker room has been split for the last couple of years because a lot of people wasn't believing in Eli. But um, I, I still think Eli still has something left in the tank. That's just because I'm, I'm biased and I'm a Giants fan. But uh, as a quarterback, you, you want to go through your progressions mm-hmm. really quick yeah. and, and and process the uh, line. That's what a quarterback wants to do and throw, throw the ball. But – Nowadays, there's it's so many, you know, athletes at the defensive end, like uh, Sweat, maybe, if he, you know, he's really running 4-4, so you have to be really fast to get away. So, uh, and, and it's just, they just in, in, installed uh, uh, Daniel Jones in, inside the uh, lineup just to get a, a boost for the confidence of, of, of the Giant fan base because they was calling and also, you know, uh, when the seats uh, start disappearing, and they just say, "Well, okay, we well, we gonna wrap this back up." So we need a, a, a jolt <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in yeah. sales and, and marketing. So 
uh, Daniel Jones is the hot commodity of Jersey number eight now. So, yeah, yeah. and also he, he's, uh, he, well, it's the perfect fit. So I, I guess in the scenario, it's for, for the Redskins to install, um, and, um, and play, um, Haskins. It was like, okay, was it a shot towards the management? Well, he's not ready. You know, but but Daniel Jones, like I told you, I wanted him. Maybe we could be in another, you know, another predicament. But yeah, well, yeah. you know, we, we Claude and I talked about that. If it was, and it's entirely possible it was, that was a that was a very very dirty shot that, that uh, Gruden took by just throwing Haskins in because he said all week long he wasn't ready. I mean, and and you know, my question is, whose fault is that that he's not ready? But but going back, a lot of us aren't old enough to to remember uh, when Eli was a rookie. And if, if you recall, when Eli was a rookie, there was a guy there named Kurt Warner. Uh, Kurt Warner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there was a chance for Eli to develop a little bit and learn a little bit. Of course, the quarterback's going to be, uh, 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 what's the word, competitive and not want somebody to take his job. But Eli did have a chance. And, and the same here. It wasn't like, it, it was sort of like, it was a slap in the face. What Gruden did yesterday to me was a slap in the face to Haskins. It was a slap in the face to Case Keenum. Because it was, it was only 14 nothing at that point. And the kid had thrown, right. a, couple, they had thrown a couple of picks, you know. But that, that went without, uh, you know, outside the realm of coaching. Look, we, we, we've just, we've dissected that cadaver all, all show long. But I'm very interested in the Giants because we had to see the Giants again. Tell me about this running back that came out of nowhere, Dwayne Gallman Jr. Tell me about him. Where did he come from? Well, I, actually, he was doing well just before we drafted the great Saquon Barkley. Uh-huh. But he was doing well. He was going to be a potential, potential the starting running back for the New York Giants. But uh, New Regine came in. He was dra- drafted by Jerry Reese, I believe. Jerry Reese drafted him. Uh, fourth round, I believe he was in. Uh, I think he was a Clemson Tiger, uh, won the championship. Wayne Gover, he could play. He could really uh, catch out of the backfield. Um, runs really hard. He, he don't have a lot of wiggle like mm-hmm. Saquon. You know, make a lot of people not, nothing special like that. But he's a, a good quality running back. And um, so he he was uh, he was going to be the starter initially. But Saquon came in and took a spot. But he you know fell in line for a role. So but that's how you build a team to have a good quality backups as a team. Right. So well, Saquon yeah. on the uh, on on the bench for the next uh, eight weeks, he had to rally around uh, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, as they call him, <laughs> Danny Dimes. So, oh, so we, we're just excited about that. But um, um, the, uh, Daniel uh, to go back, I kind of also I, I believe I you know you know how we like we love to see football and uh, have competitive fun game right because you right. know we love to play the football and love to watch it right right but that game even though I'm a Giants fan I was like whoo this is just kind of hard to watch <laughs> yeah yeah it was, was kind of hard to watch it was very it hard, was hard to, to watch. watch but when you play against uh, the Giants and you playing against the special teams defense and offense and the referees. I got to say that referees kind of um, took away the momentum on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, well, you know, um, they, they announced yesterday that that was the the most uh, how can I put this? Penalty. It was the flag 
throwing this boot bunch of referees in the NFL. They had, they, they, they threw the flag more than any other refs, team of refs in the NFL. So I was, you know, I didn't know what to expect with that, but you know, I'd like to, to blame, but I, you know, there's something deeper going on here. It's like, it's like football itself. I mean, just like you said, it's something that if you mention to a football fan, the New York Giants, you don't think like bad season. You don't think like up and down or, or whatever, right? You think of tradition. You right. think of Giants all the way back to Y.A. Tittle. I know it's way before your your day, right? But you yeah, think of, you yeah, think of yeah. all of that, right? You think of <laughs> you think of Fran Talkers in years. You think of Phil Sims. You think of Lawrence Taylor. You think of Strahan. You know, you think of all of that because yeah. it's a proud tradition, and 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 that's that's what's what's missing in Washington. I told we were talking about who we were going to fire. I told Claude that I was like you know borderline ready to fire the fans because I looked at that crowd in the Meadowlands and all I saw was a sea of blue out there in the stands, right? You know. And 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 that I think before the game the Giants were what one and two before that game now they're five hundred right. they're at a different place they they got a bunch of guys on the team to think about winning it all and, and whereas in Washington right now we just think about winning something <laughs> you know winning a right, game right, winning, right. winning a game okay now tell me about the defense now because the defense statistically was in like uh, the the bottom four of the league and a lot of stats before yesterday's game what happened what was the turnaround there what made them think all of a sudden they could play defense which they proved they could in the first quarter um, when um, Case Keenum uh, missed was uh, uh, Quinn, Quinn, yeah, Quinn yeah. is his name mm-hmm. Quinn twice he had him open it should have been uh, seven so that might have been a different different ball game if he would have connected so it's always when you're on a bad team is uh, could I should have would have done something as far as you know scoring wise but they didn't connect so the defense the pay played much better well you know two interceptions uh, Jack Rabbit called the um, team out maybe two weeks ago said yeah I'm I'm getting torched but I can't cover for ten seconds. So in the next week, uh, Mike Evans um, said, uh, you, you know, I, I apologize for embarrassing you in front of your family like that on national TV. He gave him 200 yards almost uh, halftime, <laughs> three touchdowns. But so, but he bounced back and, um, you know, had a good game. But the Redskins um, was uh, going, you know, um, mid-routes, like cross deep 15 outs and crossing patterns and slants. So they wasn't really going deep attacking-wise attacking into uh, – until later on, but the momentum was shift because of, I, I believe because the referees kind of you know the uh, the the turnover the tip turnover with uh, Ryan um Ryan um Clowney uh, uh, got yeah and um, you know hope he uh, speedy recover from him because he ripped his um, ACL he's out yeah. for the year for the Giants and I hope he feel better mm. um, Wisconsin the rookie yeah fifth yeah, round yeah. Um, and that that swing the whole momentum on the defense and they start believing. Once you believe in the ball, the snowball start rolling down, you know, and then, then you know, it got heavy and heavy for the Redskins and now now there's a O and four instead of O and three. <laughs> but yeah. I believe the defense played a lot better, but I, I really don't believe in a defense scheme and in a defense core today myself. But right, right, for right. the Redskins it's not just not together as a locker room playing as whole. So they don't know what quarterback is leading there. They don't know Trent is coming back. They don't know if Groot is going to be fired. So who do they want to play for? So you have to play for yourself. And I see a, I see a lot prior in Jonathan Allen in the game last week when he was frustrated. I know Collins maybe um, – Landon Collins still might be in his feeling as far as not being a giant. And, um, and, and it, it was just a lot to it. It's kind of hard with the uh, new age athlete to get everybody on the same page. 
Uh, so, but I think the defense came 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 together. Uh, but it's kind of say not you know to talk bad about the Redskins, but it is the Redskins. Yeah, but they are yeah. professional athletes. Yeah, yeah, they are professional athletes. Yeah, that's so, kind of interesting. That, that's very mm-hmm. interesting to me. Um, this is uh, Kevin Stanfield, Federal Football Report on the Federal News Network, talking to our Giants insider. Rodney Henderson. Now, what's interesting to me that I've never played pro football. I never played college football. I played a little football in the army. But the thing about it is, like in all levels, you you, you got to believe, and and in all levels, there's a certain amount of 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 of, of lack of belief in yourself and your team. I've I've seen guys right. before games like. Like on defense, talking about how good the other team was. This is before the game start. Talking about, oh, you gotta watch this guy. He's good, man. He's good. And I would have to step up and say, hey, wait a minute, we're good. <laughs> you know, right, we're good. Right, you know, right, we don't care about right. them. We gotta focus on right. how good we can be. And I just don't see that that's happening in Washington. And uh, conversely. I see the Giants have no problem believing in themselves and, and, and believing in the fan, appreciating the fan base and, and appreciating each other when they, when they have some, they could have gotten down on Daniel Jones yesterday after he threw that second pick. They could have, they, they could have started booing. And that's, and you know, we are talking about New York. We are talking about the Meadowlands. And that wouldn't have been surprising, <laughs> right? I believe if I, if, if I have this right, didn't they boo Daniel Jones? They, they put him on the big screen at the Yankees game <laughs> and the Yankees fan booed him. This was the preseason. Yeah, that's yeah, correct. Yeah. That's but, correct. But that didn't happen during the game. That didn't happen. They came it's together. Standard. They came together. Maybe it's Washington's. Maybe that's their goal and their mission in life is just to be someone else's whipping boy. I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't well, like that. We, we'll take it. We'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. But um, to go back to your point, it's 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 they didn't move, so they're gonna go and grow in pain. So I think his his demeanor. It's the perfect suit because I, I really believe I think they was going to draft um, Daniel Haskins because there's uh-huh. no way in the world that you dra- um, you you and you know pre visit uh, pre draft visit he sat down and ate lunch with Eli so that means that meant something <laughs> right, so right, right. Eli has stake and stock in the Giants so hopefully he's he's coaching he's actually coaching Daniel Jones hoping to being a hundred hundred percent supportive and you know that that means a lot. To uh, chemistry and team building and and going together to fight in the trenches. Hey, well, as, tell- you, as you work hard. Hmm? No, go ahead. Go What's ahead. That? Go ahead. No, you go right ahead. Yeah, as you yeah as you fighting in the trenches together, you need somebody who's going to have your back and 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 the lumps. He even turning over the ball, but they know he is going to shake it off and he's going to keep on pushing. He's going to keep on pushing. You get over. It, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the ball. And um, Sterling Shepard is. Really uh, emerging as a number one receiver, and then next week we get going to take back. So you never know what's going to happen. I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen for the season, but you know, it's very optimistic, and the future is bright for the uh, Giants in and, and the future. Even I hate to say, I, I really didn't, you know, believe in the plan with Get- Gettleman was doing, but Gettleman is walking around like I told you all. I was telling Mister Early. I will. I would if yeah. he, if Eli listens. I know he listens. He doesn't tell anybody. But if I had could give Eli some advice, it would be just look at the career of Kurt Warner because right, Kurt, Kurt Warner. Uh, you know, he was a, a you know you know potentially a Hall of Fame quarterback with the Rams, and then he was the journeyman. But his he solidified his Hall of Fame. Uh, 
uh, induction when he went to the Cardinals afterwards, right? You know, as that season. Right, because he bounced back. Right, he, as that season veteran. So, you know, tell, tell Eli if he's just patient, let the fact that he's not playing give his body a little chance to heal, recuperate. He's still got a little left in the tank, and who knows? It may not be with the Giants, but there's a lot of teams out there who could use a veteran presence like that, you know, and, and, uh, those same Cardinals could use it, <laughs> you know, so tell Eli to hang in there. Just, just don't do it with New York because we're tired of him. But <laughs> well, I, I, I really think he'd be a great fit with uh, Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. I that, really do. Yeah, that's I nice. think if they make a move right now, Pittsburgh really helped their season, you know, turn around, even though they play today uh, against Cincinnati. But I know they probably, you know, but it's kind of hard if you, if you believe in the young, you know, your talent. And they were talking about on the game, they uh, brought in running backs, uh, you know, to uh, try out. Because Saquon got hot, uh, right. hurt, uh-huh. so uh-huh. what they went it is and say, well, if the talent is even, we are gonna go without guys. So that right. means a, that means a lot that you're you're our guy, you're a giant. So yeah, yeah, well, you know, well, we certainly can learn something from that. And as always, hope it's still early in the season. We got we can go on an undefeated streak, and um, you know, next time we play the Giants, it might be up for a playoff berth. Right? You never you never can tell. Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. I hear you, but you gotta, uh, you gotta score more points to turn over yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. gotta do that. We gotta do that. All right, well, thanks, Rodney. We appreciate you being with us, right? <laughs> no problem, no All problem. Right. Thanks. All right. Pleasure all the time. All right, all, all right. right. Devil's out. New York Giants inside of Rodney Henderson, and we love Rodney on this show. And uh, he's given us some insight on what it takes to to be a, a winning organization. Now, the Giants could have folded up and uh, and just given up. You remember the Giants won not their last Super Bowl, the Super Bowl prior to that. They started out as 0-2. So you never can count the Giants out because they have a football tradition. We have a football tradition in Washington, too. It just takes a little bit of, 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 of urging and, and, and reminding people to get it out. But I tell you, clinical definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Now, one thing that's not insane, you can always, over and over again, listen to the Federal Football Report, and you're going to get our absolute best because Claude and I do this for the fans and for ourselves, right? Because we love this team, we love this city, and we love you. So hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Stanfield Kevin. He's at Claude J Radio. And next week, Big Bad Patriots come to town. Let's see if we got something for Tom Brady. But however it goes, you're going to hear about it on the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network.